Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. Listeners are in for a really important episode today because we have had a lot of recent traffic to our website based on a really popular article, based on how many people are reading it and getting value from it, that I thought that it was important that you know we have an actual podcast about this article on ErectionIQ.com that's all about mental blocks and erectile dysfunction. So I will definitely make sure to link to that um, so people can check it out after they're, they listen to this podcast. So Mark, please remind listeners as to ErectionIQ.com and what it's all about and what our resources um, are all about and why in this era of Dr. Google, um, it's actually important that patients remain vigilant when it comes to these sexual health resources, and uh, I'll just make the plug as to why you know we think our website is actually one of the one of the resources out there that is thoroughly vetted and can be trusted. Erection IQ um, is a website that we launched uh, about a little bit less than two years ago. Okay. The original intention was to host uh, a course and the podcast. I think what became apparent was that um, while the podcast, we do try to make each episode very topic-oriented, because erectile dysfunction and and the human sexual experience is so complex, as we get into topics on the podcast, we um, have a tendency to be a little bit less organized in our thinking. As organized as I think we are, uh, we have a tendency to be a little bit less organized than we can be with the written word. Um, so we began to produce articles that were very topic specific articles that, uh, made sense for our listeners, um, for, uh, people who come to visit the website, uh, to be able to kind of hone in even more to get very specific and particular information about topics to try to help make sense of, um, this really, really complex, but important area of people's lives. Um, in a digestible and clear format. Got it. So tell me what a mental block is. And there must be a lot of men uh, out there dealing with this in the sexual realm because this article has been really overwhelmingly popular, which, you know, we like people coming to our website, but I don't like to see that, you know, so many people are struggling with this issue. Um, Yes, it's a great question. So um, a mental block is a little, it's a little bit hard to define because it is not exactly a clinical term necessarily. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a, um, a vernacular. It's more of a... Um, is it slang? I don't, th- I don't think I would call it slang. I think it's just more of a... It's a descriptor of, uh, I think, the way people experience this much more than it is a clinical term. It's, it's uh, not a textbook term that you would see studying as a therapist, so so to speak. So I, I, I do not recall everything I've read over the years. Uh-huh. It certainly is not a common term, sure. even if it shows up in the literature. Sure. Um, 
in if it does it probably is in the um you know patient or client description of what they're experiencing mm -hmm. terminology sure. um mental block is a very broad relatively nondescript term um, on the clinical side of things, we try to get a little bit more specific of well, what, what does that mean, mental block? Yeah. Is that an emotional experience? Is that a cognitive experience? What is the nature of the cognition? So we would, we would probably get a little bit more definitional um, so we could be more exact, more precise with how we are helping people. Um, but I think certainly from an experiential standpoint, uh, because... Um, Many people do not have an overly developed psychological vocabulary yeah. or that level of insight. A lot of times it just feels like or it seems like it's a mental block, which um, um, big picture is what is happening. Yeah. So what's really going on if it's not, um, you know, if it's a, what, what's behind a mental block? Um, so it could be a lot of different things mm -hmm. behind a mental block. Uh, one of the terms that we use in this podcast is mind occupying, sure. um, something that people are ruminating about. Um, they get into their own heads. Um, it really means that their thoughts have gone in a uh, direction um, which is not helpful for what they're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, it could erode self-confidence. Um, it could erode um, what seem like... Um, autonomic or automated processes that they're used to. Um, it's not uncommon um, to hear this terminology that comes up with professional athletes, yeah. um, that they experience a mental block. Um, a basketball player can go from being like a 90% free throw shooter yeah. uh, to just not being able to do that. Let so me, Let me ask you about that. So say someone is struggling um, with a mental block as an athlete, um, you reference free throw shooting. Maybe it's um, putting on the golf course. Is that the same kind of thing as oh, I had a mental block on the golf course. You know, I had a mental block in the bedroom. So I, I think they're very much related. In other words, I think a lot of um, sports mechanics that people spend years developing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but one of the one of the goals of that process is that it should become second nature. It should be automated, um, which means without having to overthink um, yeah. that when you get into the zone, however you get into your zone, the um, subconscious systems in the mind will take over. The mechanics that you've worked on should be automated. When you start to think about all of them and yeah. when you're overthinking it, when it comes to a golf swing, when mm -hmm. it comes to... Um, you know, throwing a pitch, hitting a free throw. When you start to think about all the mechanics, your mechanics tend to get worse yeah. um, because you're thinking about one element and then you're neglecting the next element. Totally. Um, and I think that that oftentimes is an experience that can carry over into the bedroom because as you start to overthink about one component, um, you start to neglect other things and you don't let the um, relaxed secondary automated processes unfold in a helpful way. Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting. What are some common issues that people might be facing, such as stress, depression, fatigue, that are related to mental blocks? So I, I think 
it's important to just make this a little bit more complex for the sake of making it a little bit simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, mental blocks, I think when we talk about when we talk about mental blocks in the sexual realm, so there is that sports component of just wanting to be in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's an additional component, which is if a, a person is not experiencing pleasure, if they're not focusing on pleasure, if they are uh, preoccupied, not even thinking about their performance per se, but they're uh, worrying about, um, I don't know, their their business, their tax returns, uh, they're worrying about a child, if they've got all kinds of other things on the mind, those are also going to serve as mental blocks. So I think when we talk about this in a sexual realm, I think it really is twofold. Um, it is thinking about the performance, which is, I think, more similar to th- thinking about you know athletics. Yeah. And then there is um, the broader uh, not having your head in the game concept. Gotcha. So I think there's two, two kinds of mental blocks. Okay. That makes sense. And are any of those common issues, those common mental health issues like um, dealing with stress and anxiety, are those interrelated to mental blocks? So I think those would be an example of those more broad mental blocks. That if you're stressed, if you're anxious, uh, things that have nothing to do with sexual performance per se, Mm -hmm. or at least seemingly don't have anything to do with sexual performance, um, they certainly can, you know, uh, create mental blocks toward the pleasurable uh, side of side of things. So um, as an example, if um, somebody has a really important uh, meeting the next day mm-hmm. and uh, they spent you know three four days preparing for it and they're feeling really anxious about that um, they may experience a mental block in insofar as a partner can try to uh, engage them and entice them and they're just yeah. not responsive got it um, so they're not even thinking about um, the sexuality or the the um, sexual components of that experience their mind is really somewhere else got it so if a athlete is dealing with a mental block they might see a sports psychologist if a person an everyday person is running into mental blocks in the bedroom where where do they go where do they seek help um so there are you know sex therapists out there um that can certainly help um a man try to overcome um, some of those mental blocks. But again, being able to specifically identify what those mental blocks are. Mm. Um, you know, we, we just broke it up into two different categories. It's an important distinction, but it certainly splinters into many different subcategories or potential subcategories from yeah. there. Um, it's really important to get um, as clear and specific as possible in order to be able uh, to help resolve it. Um, so I think that much like there are sports psychologists when these blocks don't self-resolve, and I'll, I'll, I will recognize that a lot of times they do, um, but if they're not self-resolving, much like an athlete who would go to a sports psychologist, um, it would probably be to the benefit of men to go see a therapist, even if it's short-term, something to kind of help just get through that block and get back into what we call the zone, get yeah. into one of those positive cycles. Um I don't know too much um, about sports psychology that I can speak about it intelligently, um, but I would uh, imagine that 
a lot of um, what they're trying to do is not get the athletes to focus on technique. They're trying to get the athletes to get back in touch with whatever flow state mm. they tend to be in. Okay. And I think that's a big part of what men are trying to do, which is not necessarily focus on the sexual techniques and do it this way and not that way, because that really induces performance anxiety. I think it's a lot more about whatever flow state you find yourself in where those second nature mechanics just take over yeah. is, is what they're probably trying to help these athletes with. And it certainly is something that would help men who are experiencing mental blocks in their sexual performance. And how would you define flow state? Is that just simply when you don't need to think to do something? It's just kind of second in nature. Uh, how would you define flow state? Yeah, I okay. think it's, it's, it's um, when that second nature element is something that you don't need to think about. Um, and, and this goes way beyond athletics. There's so many things that we do um, by second nature. Yeah. And once they're called into question, we begin to focus on it. Mm. And then it becomes something that actually becomes a little bit more challenging. Um, so I think a lot of times it's a matter of getting back to what I'm calling that like flow state where we're yeah. not thinking about these things that are automated in our second nature. And um, when it comes to sex, I think that's when pleasure can be the primary focus because we're not worrying about the back end mechanics. Yeah, no, I, th I like the sports psychologist metaphor because um, I think you're right. Why would a sports psychologist be there? They're not the coach that's helping you with technique similar to, you know, if you've identified mental blocks or problem in the bedroom, then you're not going to really technique isn't what's the issue it's that psychological side of things that's right awesome any other final thoughts before we wrap up um so again i mean i understand that people are feeling a mental block but i want to emphasize again a mental block is a very non-specific term there could be a lot of things going on when we talk about mental blocks so i can definitely understand and relate to mm -hmm. the idea of I, I know it's up in my head. Mm. I know that I'm feeling something. Um, it is very helpful to be able to get to the details of that if you're really trying to resolve and overcome a persistent mental block. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.